Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome back to Take It or Leave It. Today we're going to be talking about what it means and how important it is to fear the Lord. And first I just want to encourage you, I want to tell you that it's okay if you're feeling different on your path to serve the Lord. And the reason why I say that is because I want to remind you that I don't feel that I am called to say what everyone else is already saying. Why do I need to repeat everyone? We should seek the things that aren't being said and then say that thing. That's why this podcast as a whole is focused on seeking for those teachings that aren't commonly taught or correcting a teaching and preaching that has misled the world. Now, this angers people sometimes. And if you look on my podcast website, you're going to see a disclaimer that says the teachings are not easily accepted by lukewarm Christians. And that's okay. It's okay if they don't approve. Why do I need man's approval? I don't. I'm simply walking in a different plan. Amen? Amen. So as I said earlier, we are going to be talking about the fear of the Lord. Let's start in Exodus chapter 9. This is hopefully a review. This is when the Lord was sending plagues to Egypt because he wanted the Hebrews to be released. Amen. So I'm going to start in Exodus chapter 9 verse 18 and it says, Therefore, at this time tomorrow, I will send the worst hailstorms that has ever fallen on Egypt from the day it was founded till now. Give an order now to bring your livestock and everything you have in the field to a place of shelter because the hail will fall on every person and animal that has not been brought in and is still out in the field, and they will die. Verse 20, these officials of Pharaoh who feared the word of the Lord hurried to bring their slaves and their livestock inside, but those who ignored the word of the Lord left their slaves and livestock in the field. 22, then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward the sky so that hail will fall all over Egypt on people and animals and on everything growing in the field of Egypt. When Moses stretched out his staff towards the sky, the Lord sent thunder and hail and lightning and flashed down to the ground. So the Lord rained hail on the land of Egypt. This is a good example of how God does things when we do things. And what I mean is someone like you and me had to obey so God could do his action. And in this example, Moses had to obey so God could do his action. And unless we obey, God's not going to move on our behalf. Today, intercessors are lazy to walk. And what I mean is they would rather pray for someone else to go rather than understanding and remembering that God says you go and I'll be there. Continuing in verse 24, it says, Hail fell and lightning flashed back and forth. It was the worst storm in all the land of Egypt since it had become a nation. Throughout Egypt, hail struck everything in the field, both people and animals. It beat down everything growing in the fields and stripped every tree. So we learn that all was destroyed. And God was clear. What did he command the people? Get out of the field. Find shelter. Right? The people did not fear the Lord. They didn't take what he said seriously. They didn't respect him. And look what happened. Everything died. So let's talk about the fear of the Lord. 
I want to take you to Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to read in verse 12. And it says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Amen. So very clear. God commands us, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, right? Who's he talking to? Someone else? No, he's talking to you. He's talking to me, right? So make it personal. Say out loud, I will work out my salvation. And right here, right off the bat, this erases the theory of assurance. Most churches are preaching this false hope to you that you are saved and they assure you that you're saved. But this is very clear that you have to check yourself. You are the only one who knows of your salvation. Check yourself. Your pastor cannot assure you and beware of the pastor that assures you. And when it mentions work out your own salvation, you can understand that it means do not work out the salvation of your family. That doesn't mean don't preach the gospel to your family. Don't talk about Jesus. But it means work out your salvation. Your salvation is the only one that you can control. Amen? Reread in verse 13, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So 13, it's clear. So it's God who will help you do it. What will God help you do? Fulfill his good purpose. When you do what God says, it's God who is making you to want to do it. Why? We just read it. For his pleasure. Amen? You and I have work to do. And it takes discipline with fear and trembling as we just read. And again, this erases the teaching that you are saved by grace through faith. Yes, there is grace and mercy, but this is only true for those who are saved. I want to continue on in Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going to read in verse 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. So I want to bring attention to the word acceptably. Serve God acceptably. So do not just serve, serve to the standard so our service can be acceptable to him. How do we do that? With reverence and fear. It's like cooking. If you and I cook and we are creating a dish, you and I can easily throw something together or we can take our time to cook it with love preparing, setting the ingredients out, ensuring everything chopped, looks great, take time on the presentation. Standard matters, and God is confirming that standard matters. Having a ministry for the Lord means to serve with quality. Amen? It has to be better for God than you do for your own job. You must serve God acceptably with reverence. I also want to take you to Deuteronomy chapter 10. I'm going to start in verse 12. And now Israel... What does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commandments and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. So we just read it, but what does God require of you? And I need to draw emphasis on the word require. I'm saying required. This is different than requesting. These are things we must do. It's not a request. If you do not meet the requirement, you will not pass. You won't get in. It's like traveling out of the country. You're required to have your passport. Without your passport, you cannot be let in. So what is required? Fear the Lord, walk in his ways, love him, and serve with all your heart and with all your soul. Right? 
we just read that in Deuteronomy 10, verse 12 and 13. This is what it means to work out your own salvation. These are the things that you must do. Don't believe what the pastor tells you of your salvation. Know your salvation from Jesus. He's the source. I want to make it clear. Jesus is the Savior. and We can only be saved through Him. We're not saved because our pastor says so. We're saved when Jesus says so. So we must do the things that Jesus says and seek to please Him in all things. Many have heard this verse before in Proverbs chapter 9, starting in verse 10, and it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through wisdom your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. If you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. So to continue in wisdom, we need to fear Him. It's just the beginning. We just read that. It's just the beginning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So that's not all there is. When we fear the Lord, there's more. There's more beyond that. It's like, look at it like school. When you start to fear the Lord, that's like preschool or first grade. That's not graduation. That's just the beginning. You and I must remain constantly in fear because fearing the Lord is going to make us obey. Why? Because we fear him. We're not afraid of him, right? It's not scary, but we fear him meaning we deeply respect him, the deepest respect for the Lord and what he commands us. And because of fear, we believe him. So which is first, fear or believing? Fear. Until we fear, we cannot believe. And I have an example to help illustrate this. It's like a doctor who tells you what it is you must do to prevent a disease that you were already on path to getting. But you don't listen. You don't do the things that were told to you to prevent this disease and you don't begin to fear this disease until, and you don't begin to fear, meaning respect the instruction given to you until it's confirmed that you now have this disease because you didn't do the things that were prescribed to you. But at that time, at that moment when you fear, when you have developed fear and you understand and you believe it to be true, it's too late. It's too late. We fear, then we believe, then we obey. So constant fear equals constant belief, right? That's consistent belief. And that leads to consistent obedience. Amen. So why don't people seek the Lord and obey what he says? It's simple. They don't fear him. They don't respect the things that he says. They don't have full confidence in the Lord. When you fear the Lord, you don't have any confidence in yourself and your flesh. You give it all to the Lord. So either you're confident in God or you're confident in yourself. You can't be both. Why zero confidence in self? Because you fear God. It's not you that's doing it. It's God that's doing it through you. He gets all the credit, the honor, and the glory. Amen? So remember, fear makes us believe in him, which means our confidence is in him. And this is the problem today. Sometimes Christians get spoiled when things are going well. And this deceives man because this sets them up to believe that because everything is going well, it must be. The only thing it could be is that God is with me and he's so good. He is my God, right? Then many become confident in themselves. Why? Because look how God is blessing me. It must be me because they've been rewarded. And then their confidence, again, it starts to transition away from God, but more in themselves. And they begin not to fear God. Self-confidence is dangerous. You can look at it this way too. You can say it backwards. The absence of fear equals the presence of self-confidence, and that's pride. That's not good. 
in God, there's recognition, right? We don't need to recognize ourselves, but God will recognize us. So in God, there's recognition and we want to be recognized by him. But how do we do that? We fear him. True followers of him. They're not seeking the recognition of man. It doesn't matter if people know my name. It doesn't matter if people say, oh, Madison, I know her. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It matters if God knows my name. In a recent service that I attended at my church, my pastor shared his fear, and I 100% agree with it because I also have the same fear. And what he shared was that he sometimes wonders what he would do if God were to tell him he never knew him. That is so scary to me. It's dangerous and it's deceptive to think everything we do is God approved. That's saying that our flesh knows best, that everything we do is best, but only God knows what's best. Amen. And some churches have many members. So the church has a lot of money. Why do they have money? Because people are tithing. And because the money prospers the church, they believe that God approves and is with them. Again, this is dangerous. It's a dangerous place to be. I will close with this. I want to encourage you to fear the Lord until death. All the days of your life, fear the Lord. Take him seriously. Respect what he says so that you can believe and that you can obey all the time. Because I don't know about you, but I want God to say, I know you, Madison. We lose his recognition when we fully believe that we believe in the Lord. And what I mean by that is there should always be self-doubt because we're in the flesh. Remember the Lord can use a donkey. So don't be confident in yourself when he uses you for big things. Anyone who is confident in self is prideful and ignorant. When you no longer fear, you lose belief. How? You have confidence. Because you have confidence, he is with you so much that you trust yourself. And that is something that we as humans are capable of, trusting ourselves rather than him. The fear of the Lord is insecurity of your own recognition by God. So I want to encourage you today. Examine your hearts. Fast and pray so that you can become closer to God. This world will convince us of things. This world will convince us that things are so great. And that is when we fall. That is when we fall. That is when we are prideful. But fast and pray to the Lord. Get closer to Him. Ask Him to reveal the errors in us so that we can be more pleasing to him. It's only you that's going to know if you fear the Lord. You are the only one who can control your respect for the Lord. Believing in the Lord is not the beginning of wisdom. It's fear in the Lord. Though you experience all these things in the Lord and you believe that God is there, I want you to remember Peter. Peter had an angel come to him and free him from jail. Daniel had the mouth of the lion held shut, though the lion was so hungry. Moses saw the burning bush and spent so much time with God. Still, even though it was so evident that God was with them, they had self-doubt. And that pleased God because they had confidence in God. Amen? In Ephesians chapter 6, I'm just going to be reading 5 through 9. This is Paul. He's writing to the church of Ephesians and he's teaching this for servants and masters. So think of it like employees and bosses. This is concerning earthly masters, and it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. 
Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. Verse 9, And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. So Paul supports what we've been talking about. He made it so simple. He says, Serve with fear and trembling, with sincerity. And in other translations, when you read verse 6, it's going to mention the word eye service. So what does that mean? It means we're only good when people are watching, and Paul warns us of that. And we might all be guilty of that. I know I've done it before. When the boss arrives, you work harder, you look busy, right? But always, even in the absence, when you're serving Christ, it needs to be sincere. So we're working hard all the time. Paul was saying, if you fear man, why think differently when it comes to God? If there is the flesh fear, how much more godly fear? Fear in the Lord can be seen in how seriously we're treating our ministries. How seriously are we taking his word? How serious are we when no one is watching? Because we all know that God is always watching. And your service will tell you if you fear him. It's not me who's going to tell you if you fear the Lord. I'm not here to tell you that. I'm here to just release the word that's already in the Bible. So avoid unbelief by constant fear. Don't think he always approves. And remember in Acts 19, this is when the Spirit answered the Jews who were trying to cast out the demon. He said, I know Paul, but I don't know you. How embarrassing is that? And the whole point of Acts 19, and we're not going to read it. I encourage you to read that on your own. But the point is not to marvel that the demon can answer through another human. Of course they can. The point is to realize that demons watch us closely. And they knew Paul because of Paul's works. Paul was a man of God. And it was evident by how he witnessed to others and performed miracles with the power of the Holy Spirit. He feared the Lord. He was crucified with Christ, a true ambassador of Christ. The demons didn't know his heart or mind, but they saw how he moved, right? When we're prideful, the demons can see that. The demons are watching you too. And remember, if you are recognized by Jesus, you are going to be recognized by demons too. So if you're recognized by Jesus and you were casting out a demon, that demon is going to recognize you, right? He's not going to want to chat. So fear the Lord. The only time God is 100% there is when you are 100% in fear. When we need God's presence, fast and pray. Because we want to be sure God is there. I'll leave you with this. Your family won't listen to you. The people in your own church won't listen to you. But when you travel, when you go out into the field, you're going to be popular. And the goal is not to be popular. But my point is many are going to seek you out so that you can serve. You're going to be in such a position where you need to fear the Lord and you are going to have to fast and pray because you want to make sure God is with you when you are alone in the mission. Amen? So it doesn't matter that those around you most days don't listen to you. There's many that will. So you will need to walk in fear. Pray today and every day that the Lord destroys confidence in self. This world is preaching on self-confidence. Pray the Lord destroys confidence in self. So every day, walk in fear all your days. Keep on the eyes of the Spirit so that you can expose these false teachings. Amen? 
And remember, God is available for you and me today, and he loves you and me so much. Thank you so much. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.